thing on Buffy's back. This matchup don't make sense. I hope this helped you pay rent. You record, I recall, this is exactly what Jay meant. His mixtape is named Blood on My Timps. And his real name's Randy, just like one of my men's. I popped off on a dude to pull the gun on my twin. And Randy saved my ass washing the blood off my Timbs. Cause cops stopped me outside. I don't expect y'all to feel this. But when my nigga see the shit, he gonna say Hoffa's the realest. So Mook and Lux, they could battle for the spot of the illest. I solidify my spot with gorillas. And I don't rock with you niggas. Always talking about he popping when it's pistol time. Why you ain't pop off when niggas robbed you for them triple nines? Hold on! Hold on! Hold on, hold on. You a damn liar. You might be a vampire for two reasons. You suck and you don't never get no shine. They yapped him and was gone before he touched the floor. The chain was fake. Now they want to fuck you up some more. Hold on! Welcome to the Let's Talk Battle Rap Podcast, your Battle Rap Podcast of New York. I'm your host, France. If you want to follow the show, you can follow the show on Instagram and Twitter, LTBR Podcast. And if you'd like to email us, you can email us at letstalkbattlerap at gmail.com. Man, I haven't done a monologue in a while. And today is a special, special occasion and a special day for it. Today, let's timestamp this. It is 10... 31, 2019, October 31st, 2019, at 9 p.m. For those that don't know why today is such a special day, today marks the 10-year anniversary of the Ultimate Rap League, the URL, TV.TV. Shout-outs to URL. Congratulations to Smack, Beasley, Chico, Street Star Norbs. Big shout-outs to Street Star Norbs. Um... The four pillars of the biggest battle rap league in the world. You know, ten years ago, they built this from the mud, from the ground up. And here we are, ten years later. Over 1,700 videos on the channel. 1.6 million subscribers. A total of 400 million views. Incredible. Man, we're, we're going to talk about the first ever... URL event. We're going to talk about the what ifs. We're going to reflect on this decade and so many little things to touch on. And I think the biggest thing you always keep in the back of your mind, if, if you if you know the history and if you don't, we're going to we're going to put you onto it. URL's first headline battle: T Rex versus Math Hoffa. Essentially, that battle was supposed to be on Grind Time. You know, I think it's called. I think there's a media outlet called MCM reports at the time of 2009 and they had broke the video that Mav Hoffa and T-Rex both signed contracts to battle on Grind Time's Bad Blood event on October 31st 2009 URL does something that they always do to the, they still do to this day they bought the battle out smart move from them you know but I want to reflect a little bit on Math and T-Rex because Shouts to PH, rest in peace, PH, Pumpkinhead. He he was kind of like the middleman, the promoter for this battle, right? So he wanted to put it all together. And this was kind of like the first time we've seen like a battle rap mega match trying to get built. Because 2006, when Math battled Dose and he called out T-Rex, you know, the battle didn't happen 20, 2006, 2007, 2008. 
and you you know as a battle rap fan you always kind of like wonder yeah, when is Rex and Math ever going to happen you know the internet's still fairly new you know we're all still using sidekicks at the time so none of us really have social media to access to get all these updates but it's almost as if Rex and Math held out knowing that they could get a big payday from this you know and PH was kind of ahead of his time with this like he he made them both do kind of promo videos um he didn't reveal the opponent's names and more importantly you know Math and Rex were gonna get the biggest purse in battle rap to that day you know 5 G's a piece not 5 G's in total not 5 G's to split 5 G's a piece just to perform just to show up and rap because a world series of hip hop promised everybody a boatload of money nobody got it and everybody was skeptical of that and a lot of the early battle rap outlets that you think of like Fight Club, Power Summits, WRCs, Scribble Jam, um, all those tournaments and, and battles came with like do or die standards. Like you will bet your money, you'll win a tournament, and they paid out handsomely. You know, some of these tournaments are paying out five figures. That's amazing. But you have to go through a eight, a sixteen or eight man tournament to get the money, and that's the aspect of battle rap that's kind of missing today because of the, the just the format and the way everybody's trying to build themselves as an artist and as a brand, but you know, battlers weren't getting paid like that, or at least not to just show up and perform. They had to put something at stake, you know. So when Math and Rex were gonna get five G's apiece, this was like earth shattering. This was like groundbreaking for everybody. And reflecting on that battle, they put on the classic, one for the ages. There's a lot of little cringeworthy things now when you go back to watch the battle, like some of Rex's bars, some of Mav's bars, but it, it set a precedent for what to expect from the future for a lot of battles. You know, I always looked at uh, Mav's material in that battle. His first two rounds, a lot of jokes, a lot of jokes. The the jokes about like Rex being a thief, having the Jamaican accent. It made me almost wonder if Math already crafted his material with the anticipation of being in front of a grind time crowd. And Rex, on the other hand, punching, flow, cadence, but leaving time off the clock in the last two rounds. He left 30 seconds on the board. And that's probably why a lot of battlers now overwrite, because if they underwrite or they write to the time limit and it's not enough, you leave the window open to lose the round. I do miss the time clock, that's just me, but... It's, it's interesting when you watch that battle, think about what kind of rules was set back in the day and see and you see battle rap now and you're like, wow, a lot of things that I'm watching now kind of stem from this battle. And my favorite thing is just the uh, math legendary third round, which is considerably a knockout third round. You know, that, that I don't know if that's a thing in battle rap, you know. Rex probably had the first knockout third round against uh, Rest in Peace Tech. But Math's third round against Rex still gets quoted to this day in my Deontay Wilder voice. And now you just see that in a lot of battles still, you know, like Hitman and Verb, um, Lux and Calico, Surf and Hitman, you know. You want to get a little bit more modern? Twerk and Verb. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of battles now where, like, Sometimes people emphasize to have that special third round. 
and it might just be enough for somebody to look back and say, eh, you could argue the first two, <laughs> you know. Um, Starbucks and Wild hosted the first event. I was going to say hell, but hosted the first event. Great host, energetic. And he was, a, I believe, a big mentor to Street Star Norris at the time. You know, Norris, didn't, Norris said this on our podcast. He didn't have a budget, really, when they did the first event. So all those guys... Like the Cortezes, the X Factors, uh, Miles, Rich Dollars, Deacon Frost, Big T, those guys battled off the strength, knowing that it would pay in dividends in the near future. Another big what if for the first URL event, you know, Holla the Don and Big T were supposed to battle at the first battle, at the first event. So Holla could have been in front of the LeBron James bars. <laughs> You know, so that that's something to always kind of keep in the back of your head too. Two thousand nine, definitely a special year for battle rap overall, because so many things was happening. Fight clubs, uh, street status, lines, then King of the Dot. You know, a lot of media outlets, Dash Living, Jersey was just becoming a state to really be reckoned with outside of Sirius Jones. You know, the the upcoming prospects of Surf and Shotgun Sugar and Old Red and Speed Dollar. You know, he was also lingering around with everybody as well. Then you go to 2010 for URL. And I had been trying to go to some of these events back in 2010. Like, there was an event March 27, 2010. I tried to attend. I just, I couldn't. had a fake ID. I couldn't get, I couldn't bypass it. But this is the verb and math card, you know. And I didn't even get a chance to talk about this yet. The technicalities of battles back in the day. Which adds a very interesting layer of dialogue that doesn't necessarily exist anymore. YouTube couldn't allow videos over 10 minutes. You know, so when you look back a lot of those old battles, they're uploaded per round. Round one, round two, round three. All separate videos. And I've never seen a battle where the second and third round ever had more views than the first round. A lot of lazy fans. Shout out to you guys watching one round of the battle and not committing to the other two. But, you know, it was almost like a TV show where you knew the next episode was coming the next day, like, to be continued. So you and your friends would watch the first round together and debate the first round, but you couldn't, you didn't have a final verdict of how the rest of the battles would look. Or how the rest of the battle will look. So, when the next round drops, now you kind of have a different little tainted view. You guys are ref- you guys are reviewing the first round again. You guys are probably putting your, your hands in the air saying 1-1. One, one. Then the third round drops and, you know, you're all the way invested into the battle. And now you're creating a verdict. And that buildup in suspense day by day will create an interesting layer of dialogue where now you guys create a a verdict for what you've witnessed so far and predict how the rest of the battle is going to go, you know? This wasn't a URL battle, but in 2009, I remember when this battle dropped round by round. I remember I remember clear to this day, Ver- Verb and Hollow to Dawn. The first round, Verb smoked Hollow. Smoked him. You get the same treatment Jesus got? Oh, my God. I actually didn't even want to watch the rest of the battle. I was like, it don't matter what happens in the second and third round. They said Hollow got smoked. Then when the second round came and Hollow had the amazing rebuttal, Jesus pops. 
I'm God MC of Jesus Pop. All that it was incredible. So it, it almost gave you like that comeback story feel. And I feel like because battles dropped separately that way, and you create the dialogue of our narrative of like you getting killed in one round and then you coming back the next round, it kinda added on to the suspense of a battle and how we view the the MC. So that's something you already have to deal with the first I believe four first five, six events. Where everything was just uploaded round by round. You think about uh, Holodon and Big T battle. That's uploaded round by round too. And that's another battle where it kind of set the president for the future. It, it showed us what the sorcery looked like. And for those that are wondering what the sorcery is. Or don't know still what the sorcery is. It's essentially when a battle rapper knows their content. Or their rhymes isn't that potent. So, they add layers to it with performance and delivery to kind of hypnotize the crowd to react, you know? And it's a skill. This That piece of manipulation is certainly a skill. It's, it's, it's no easy task to manipulate 50 people in a room, 100 people in a room, 1,000 people in a room to react to something that you're verbally saying. But, you know, when you play it back on cam, it don't, it don't age well. <laughs> You know, that, that's just me. Uh, end of 2010, though, you get the infamous grudge match of Hitman, Hala, and Arsenal. And, you know, if, unfortunately, all those, all those old blogs from 2008 are no longer on the internet. But if you've seen how Arsenal was talking to St. Louis back in the day, you would think this is going to go past rap. You you wouldn't know. what, what You would think to yourself, Arsenal can never go to St. Louis. Never. And URL really thrived off of grudge matches, like essentially like the Math and uh, T Rex, and then the Hitman and Arsenal, because Hitman and Arsenal was a top, I think top eight highest viewed battle on the channel, so it's an all time viewed battle. And 2010 as well, you can even point back to the event before the Arsenal Hitman event. They changed the production. They started shooting battles from. You know, the, the they showed the crowd into the battles. Because before, the, the battles were shot from, like, from the crowd. So all you would see is the stage. Now the battles are being shot on the stage. So you saw the, the MCs and the crowd. And then also, uh, Marv 1 and Cortez was, like, an experiment for paper content option that URL tried to go. It was a route that they tried to go. And unfortunately, a lot of fans were, were hesitant because we weren't paying for battle raps, you know, come post the YouTube era. We will wait for grind time to upload a battle, World Star to upload a battle. You know, World Star played really hand in hand to a lot of the growth of all the leagues in 2009, 10, and 11. So, like, when you thought of paying for a battle, you're like, oh, what? Why? You know, you were hesitant to do so. Then, but then 2011, going through the decade, 2011 was the year that I think all the MCs, Verb, Hitman, Rex, Conceded goods, you know, Calico, all these guys, all of them stopped and said, Whoa, we've just unlocked a beast in battle rap and it's here to stay, you know, because Gnome One was the biggest population in a in a venue for an event. And I believe the Arsenal event or the event before Arsenal with uh, Shotgun Shug and, and uh Calico and Big T and DNA. I think that event was when the public was able to start going to events. Like tickets were being sold because the first couple of events, it was free admission. But 
Come Gnome 1, they packed the venue out, and now you start seeing longer, drawn-out content. A lot of the battles had the clock, the you know the hard three-minute clock, the 3.30. The content wasn't long, but the content started to build up once come around like the Arsenal Hitman battle, you know. Um, also in the Arsenal Hitman battle, uh, shout-outs to the ladies, Queen of the Ring. They had the first female battle on URL, Miss Hustle versus E-Heart. You know, that that is history, so we got to definitely give that its flowers as well. Um, 2011, man, no one was a big event. And the Summer Madness one opened up the doors for people like me, I guess. This was the recap era, you know, because prior to that, people weren't necessarily recapping events. They they probably gave reviews on battles or reviews on bars, but n- nobody was really recapping events. Summer Madness 1 was the event that everybody and their mother went to and wanted to tell the, the world what they thought of the event. And everybody's recap, for the most part, sounded the exact same, which is interesting because a lot of battles were lopsided in the building and on camera. Some of them looked different. Some of them looked the same. But that created the, I won't say created, but it magnified the in the building versus on cam debate. Because, like, as far as you know, if you just watch a recap, Miles got 30 Verb got 30 Math got 30 You go back to watch the battle, they, maybe they got a round. Maybe. Maybe it don't look as bad as people made it out to seem. But everybody did a recap. And more importantly, the MCs did a recap. Surf and Shotgun Shug did a recap with Brad Butter. Charlie Clips did a recap. You know, Calico did a recap. X-Factor, uh, Fred the Godson, Charlie Clips. A lot of guys. And this was their way of getting ahead of the narrative before battles would drop. Because, you know, you're still waiting on this content. And unless until the content comes out for the entire globe to witness, you have to live by what happened in the building. It, I, I've always said in the building, wins matter more because you just never know what, I don't know, what happens if the the, the footage gets lost? What happens if just that, that one battle gets fucked up? The audio's ruined. We can't watch this battle. The content's destroyed. All we're going to have is what we witnessed. That's just me. 2012 comes around. This is the golden years. Um, man, this is the golden year. You get the real emergence of... Uh, the brand new PG process that URL is creating, where you get the names like John, John, Don, B Magic, JC, Bill Collector, M City, Rosenberg Raw, Big K, you know, URL finally decided, all right, you know what, let's let's start home growing our own talent here, and see if we can create more stars because they already stumbled upon a surf, a DNA, a shine, a calico, a shotgun shug. They had plenty of people on the roster. They wanted to continue to grow the roster. 2012 gave us the famous Gnome 2 event, the VIP event that was supposed to be a URL-HBO collaboration, the Young Elm Conceited Battle, which is still vaulted. Uh, very grateful I got the chance to witness that in person. Summer Madness 2, which proved to us, and it's still a life lesson that uh, in Battle Rap that I feel like we kind of ignore, when somebody is making a return to battle rap or hasn't battled in years, they're gonna be off a beat, more than likely. They're gonna, they're gonna like just they're gonna need some kind of adjusting, you know. Summer Madness Two, Return of the Legends. Every legend on that card had some form of ring rust. Ness got booed. Jones got booed. 
Lux choked around, had a bunch of sorcery the next two rounds. Mook and Iron both were not good, to be nice, I guess. Then you get the Revelations card, which is like the first card where you got a chance to really stack up the guys that you're trying to build the future with. T-Rock's first headliner against Cortez is also his first headliner. K-Shine and John John, these guys are creating slogans and, and bars that will get quoted for the, for the future. B-Magic and Chilla, Big K and Rosenberg Raw, Jazz and uh, QB. I think the craziest thing about 2012, think about the Summer Madness 2 weekend. The best battle out that weekend probably wasn't in Webster Hall. It was in Blackstar. JC and Chilla Jones. You know, those two guys created a PG classic. More importantly, they kind of were the the campaign of the whole bars over names era about a battle rap of URL, I should say. Because you think of Murder Mook and Iron Solomon, two heavyweights getting paid racks in Webster Hall main event. And they don't even have a better battle than two up-and-comers in the DVD store. 2012 also had uh, Tay Rock's first headliner. It was also probably kind of like the end of Rich Dollars. Uh, for those that remember the Rich Dollars era of Battle Rap. 2013 is kind of where uh, Bars Over Names started to really hold more weight. Because then you have a lot more of the PGs that are that are happening at the time, right? And everybody's trying to find ways to uh, capitalize because they realize, okay, if I could find a star from this talent that I'm scouting, you know, I have somebody that I could put on multiple cards at an affordable price, fan favorite, and he can and it has a high ceiling. I remember when they tried to, like, pump to us, like, this Snow and Ty Law battle in Black Star was the next JC and Chilla Jones. And everything after that was just, this is the next JC, Chilla Jones kind of thing. 2013, though, you had a, you had the Gnome 3 event, which uh, a lot of heavyweights on that on that car. Kevin Durant was in the building. Sue Surf's first headliner against Hall of the Dawn. But Hitman and Conceited's first round, out this, out this world, amazing. In the next two rounds, they're getting booed out the building, you know? And that's kind of where URL's getting upset, like, yo, man, like, you guys have, you guys can't pay what you weigh. Like, you guys can't deliver what people are wanting from you. It's almost as if, like, you guys know your status, but can't, you won't bring it. It's almost like people stop almost working hard. And I wouldn't say that's the case, but that's kind of like, what was the talks at the time, right? Like, Charlie Clips started to have his little... Stumble, fumble stuff going on. Summer Madness 3. The fans were raving for Hollow and Lux. Hollow and Lux. But that battle didn't happen. So Summer Madness 3. We just got a stacked card of matches. Put together. All stylistically. Pretty good honestly. Like Big T, O-Red. That's a good match. Calico, T-Rex. That's a good match. Arsenal, K-Shine. That's a decent match. JC, John, John, T-Rock, Ill Will. Daylight, Swave 7. Shouts to Jazz and Miss Hustle. The first female battle. On the Summer Madness stage. There's history there. And, uh... Yeah, that was pretty much 2013 in a nutshell. You also had the Math and Dose rematch. 
one of my favorite battles of all time, too, honestly. 2013 was definitely, like, that one year where it's just, like, you were following everything going on in battle rap, but it started to just not feel the same. Took a little, took a little dive, took a little dip. Then 2014 comes around, and I think this is a really important year. Um, obviously, a lot is going on outside of Europe because we're just focusing on URL. 2014, you get UFF. How incredible is that? I think UFF actually started 2013, season one. But 2014, you get that special class of UFF. You get the T-tops, the, the, the preps, the chess, Anubis, uh, Danny Myers, Excel, you know, uh, Saga, Briz. <laughs> And you, you get these UFF champions, and T-Top went viral. You know what I'm saying? Uh, prior to that, he had won a couple tournaments, but he went viral out there. Him and Briz had a fire match. Him and Chess had a fire match. You know, a lot of the guys from uh, We Go Hard are starting to cross over to URL at this time. Press Mafia, Mr. Wavy, uh, Adi Boom, you know. You've had the Charlie Clips and Tay Rock rematch, which happened six years prior to that date. So it happened 2008. Then it rematched again 2014. Part three should be definitely in 2020. Another six-year gap between those matches. I'm down for that. Uh, 2014, you got Briz's first PG battle against Show Off. <laughs> We've seen how that ended up, you know. So another real stamp for 2014 for me before even touching Summer Madness or uh, Gnome 4. The return of Reed Dollars. And like I said earlier, man, uh, Summer Madness 2 has taught us that these legends, if you don't actively battle rapping, you're going to miss a step. You're going to miss a beat. Like, it's just not going to be there. It's no longer what it once was. All this theatrics and all this performance has has overshadowed just rapping in bars. People want to be entertained now, you know. One of the hardest things to do is entertain somebody three minutes acapella. Yeah, I think we underestimate how difficult that thing really is to do. Summer Madness, though, the warm-up card before Summer Madness, I think is really important to highlight because Sharon made his URL debut. And King of the Dow was the only other league that could really compete with URL at the time. You know, I think RBE was just being born uh, January 2014. But King of the Dot and URL, they, they went pound for pound. If anything, a lot of people probably would edge King of the Dot as a better league at the time, believe it or not. And um, we were dying to see them make maybe make a card together of their talents or just see a lot of the King of the Dot names cross over. We wanted to see Pat Stay, Ilmax, Sharon, Caustic, um, Rome, we wanted to see a lot of these guys make that transition, you know. Sharon made that transition into Shotgun Sugar, and we all seen how that ended up. So I think that's a special thing to highlight. Then you get Summer Madness 4, where you still have all-time battles there. Some of the highest-view battles on the channel come from Summer Madness 4. You get Surf and Hitman. Clips and Rex, DNA and Rock, like, need I go on with Summer Madness 4, how special it was? Now, the top of uh, 2015, 
you get a URL traveling again for their PGs and stuff, you know. They uh they went to Vegas. They went to uh I think this is when they went to London, 2015. They went to London and they had a Rivers and Dialect. You know, they also went to uh I think Arizona. California, they're at Milwaukee. They just this point they're traveling, they're scouting talent everywhere. And what happened twenty fifteen? We get the one off. Rum Nitty versus Steams. You know, we're very grateful for that because Rum Nitty was another name that we were just saying, Hey, when is he gonna come to URL? Twenty fifteen you also get rookies versus vets one. I say one because we need a part two very soon. T Top versus Clips, Briz versus Verb, Wave and Shine, Chess and uh DNA, Sagan, Shug. Man, what a special classic card. Gnome 5, you get URL's first pay-per-view event ever. You know, pay-per-view events are already happening. King of the Dot did some already three years prior. Their first pay-per-view event, I think, was 2011, 2012. And, um, you know, URL was just skeptical of pay-per-views. They were skeptical of bootlegs. They, they, they weren't happy about it, but they finally gave in to the future. I had a five battle card, which I wish they did more often. They brought back Loaded Lux that same year, Summer Madness. Summer Madness 5. It was like, uh, it was special for a lot of reasons. You brought back Loaded Lux. Uh, T-Top, one of the newer guys, made his way to Summer Madness that same year. You know, uh, T-Rock got Calico. So it looked like T-Rock was finally getting that hit list that he had put out there to the world against Briz and Redemption. You know, Calico conceded, Hollow, all these names that he wanted. He was getting them. He was climbing the ladder. He was slowly becoming the face of the league. He also headlines later on that year against John John, and that makes John John's first headline on URL against uh, T-Rock. What other uh, notable events from 2015 as well? You also have uh, Return to Cicero that year against Cortez out in Brooklyn. Got the, ooh, you got one of the best punching varieties ever, I think 2015, between Magic and Ty Law. Another all-time punching battle, because Magic had just gave you one the year prior with Conceited. You know, uh, I believe Chef Trez made his PG debut against Dre Dennis, and then he went out and did his own thing for a few years before he came back. You also got uh, Av doing his PG that year, Mike P doing his PG that year. How about that? 2015 was another year to highlight. Moving on to uh, 2016, I think this is a year we really have to dissect for a little bit because this is where a lot of interesting proving ground matches happen. You get a lot of interesting names coming out of the proving grounds. Um, I want to touch back real quick to the 2015 Proving Grounds with Av and Mike P. I also believe uh, Jerry West was on that card. Bang was on that card. T.Y. Um, Stewie Newton. Emerson Kennedy. So a lot, a lot of these names that you are still fans of and are still around to this day. You know, almost five years ago. Now, 2016. The second born legacy. Oh, I didn't even mention in 2013 was the birth of the firstborn legacy. 2013, the firstborn legacy card in 2013. 
And that first Born Legacy card doesn't even feel like a real Born Legacy because it had a bunch of heavyweight names. It had Clips and Surf headlining. Then it had Illwill and, and Magic, K-Shine and Young Ill, JC and Tay-Rock. Like, all of those names you can throw on a card, a big card to this day. You know, so that did not feel like a Born Legacy setting. But Born Legacy 2 was more appropriated to its theme where it's a lot of guys that are trying to figure it out, have that breakout performance, find their way to the main stage, headlined by uh, Chess and Reed. Reed made his return a couple years later. But the biggest story of Born Legacy 2 is Rumnity and Av. You know, these two guys didn't have the popularity yet, didn't have the name, didn't have the views, didn't have the status or the stature, you know, but they were just silent assassins, pure punchers, they was ready to go to work, they damn near created a battle that people said, this is the next JC and Chilla, I, I don't think it's the next JC and Chilla at all, I actually think it's its own hybrid, you know, because they ushered in a new era of punching. But now, like, you have to punch quick. There's no room for filler, you know. And everybody wants layered, condensed punches where beyond the building, I'm going to enjoy you when I watch you back at home, when I read your lyrics. And those two guys broke their way into stardom together. Rumnity snatched his respect. Av showed he belonged. So Born Legacy 2 is definitely one for the books. 2016 also the first two-on-two event out in URL. It wasn't the first two-on-two battle because Summer Man is five had a two-on-two battle. That was the first of its kind. But 2016, first double impact. But 2016, you also get uh, some interesting PGs. And um, this is pretty much the birth of the Goonie era, too. Ryder versus Fetty. Uh, Jack's PG, you know. Uh, Snake Eyes is PG against Big Hand. I think Snake Eyes and Ryder also happened later on. Uh, Ryder and Chef. The Joe era. Joe versus Dougie. Fetty and uh, Jack Boy. What are the PGs? The, the notable uh, Ichigati versus TY, even though that's vaulted. But a lot of notable PGs from that year. Also an event to really touch on as well as the Traffic Series. Which probably started, I believe, 2015. But then Traffic 2 is where they started to brand it and say, you know what? We're going to make this West Coast expansion. Headlined by Pass and Briz. So, uh, that was big because another King of the Dot guy trying to make that transition over to URL. And, uh, we've seen the outcome of that battle. Wasn't a pretty outcome, unfortunately. But it did show that Briz is here to stay. Briz is one of those guys you can build on. And maybe it showed us that Pass is reaching his prime. Maybe he reached his peak. Maybe he doesn't have the exact capabilities to to transition over to URL. But I think it said more about Briz. And it said more about the West Coast market for URL Battle Rap. And it set the tone, too, because a little bit later on, you fast forward now, we're in 2016. You get a Gnome 6, which I always highlight as a really important event. You know, you get Rum Nitty, T Top, and Briz all making their Gnome debut. These are guys that are going to carry the league for the next couple years. These are guys you're going to put on three out of five of your biggest cards of the year. You know, you're going to have a big card, and you can't have it without one of these three guys. 
You also get Born Legacy 3 and Born Legacy 4. Then uh, move forward to 2017. This is kind of the start of Champion. You know, Champion of the Year wasn't yet announced. So this is, we didn't know we were tracking all these battles. But 2017, URL loves grudge matches. They love grudge matches. So what they do, they book T-Rex and, and K-Shine, which... They had the fallout because of the NWX and Dot Mob situation, but man, you watch that battle as a battle rap fan, you can't watch it and not feel some kind of pain. Like you can see the emotion in, in Rex's eyes, and like it's just a battle that should have just never happened, you know. Um, you get the return of Goods because Goods hadn't battled for three years, surprisingly, you know. You also get a uh, Chess getting Tay Rock. At the time, there was a lot of controversy saying Chess is getting Tay Rock too early, you know. But Chess showed he belonged on that stage. And more importantly, he showed what happens when you just throw somebody in the fire. You push their ceiling. You know. You get Shotgun Shook versus Av, where Shotgun Shook is finally in control of uh, the main stage. And he's uh, accepted the role of being the gatekeeper. At this moment, he's already gatekeeped for, for, Sh- uh, for Saga, for Briz, for Top. Handful of guys already at this point. I've included. 2017, you get the Ascension card. <laughs> I have to laugh just because uh, this card, the theme of this card is just... I'm surprised you even get the artist to agree. You know? Like, this literally sounds like your last shot <laughs> in the league. Um, in the beginning of 2017, you get a Twerk and Blue Easy. So, you know, Torque made his PG appearance in 2016, and uh, he was one of those first guys, the first of his kind, really, to, to have a PG debut on a main stage card that wasn't a pure PG card, you know. So, he, he started something there, and then B-Dot followed the tradition the following year by uh, having his PG on Traffic 3. And then, you know, Loso continues in 2018 on Gnome, so that's also special, but... uh. Back to 2017. What else happened in 2017, man? This is all off the top. Double Impact 2. You know, more special PG matches as well. You get a Mac Mel and R Streets. R Streets was a top prospect at the time. You know, you you got a, you had Drugs graduating from the PGs. Holmesy the God and Mac Myron making their, their way to graduate from the PGs and stuff. Uh, the birth of Born Legacy Supreme. And also the, the, the infamous JC Loaded Lux run. You also get the Survivor Series, where uh, Gichi Gotti kind of showed his path and, and his mark as to why he belongs in this league. You get Summer Madness 6, Hollow and Tay Rock, an all-time battle. Uh, Hitman and Shine, fire battle too, doesn't get enough credit. Honestly, I think every battle from that event has a mill now, I think, except maybe JC and Rome. You get Traffic 3, Disaster making his return to URL since Gnome 3 which I probably had left out earlier talking about 2013. Uh, you get the birth of the volume series, volume one, the return of Iron Solomon after a five-year layover from his 2012 clutter with Murder Mook. Then the Survivor Series continues on in 2018, and 2018, 2019, we've been covering for you guys all year, so I'll stop here. But, uh, yeah, man, a lot of special events over the decade, a lot of uh, highlights for each artist, a lot of little moments to pinpoint. 
and I'm sure I glossed over a lot because this is all really just off the top. Like, I wish I had actually prepared something for you guys to actually go through everything. And maybe one day me and Vlad will chop it up and we'll talk about each year of the decade. But very, very, very uh, proud of URL for being able to sustain this company for the last 10 years. To have grown so many artists, to have given us so many battles, free content. You know, we this a lot of this content's free at the end of the day too. So they they work their ass off, and I I know what it's like behind the scenes. They they work their ass off just to keep the consumer entertained and happy. You know, in ten years they've done over a hundred and thirty events, bruh. That's that's on average that's more than ten events per year. And if you've seen what goes into one battle rap event, you'd be shocked to, <laughs> to learn this many is happening. But salute to URL, man. Congratulations on your 10-year anniversary. This is France. Let's Talk Battle Rap Podcast. Signing out.